This is not different than anyone that loses someone to death. It is really hard, especially when you're choosing to walk away or someone walked away from you. Our physical bodies grieve the loss, our mind, our heart, especially when we still love them. And then of course, a little shock comes in. If that person that you tell I'm leaving and they don't come and chase you, they're okay with it, that hurts too. So as we navigate this, just know there's many, many emotions. Hello and welcome back to Soul Speak. I'm Meg Michelson. Thanks again for joining me. And thanks so much for sharing. If you're sharing this with other people, I really appreciate that. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about what it's like to let go of someone and why we would want to when they're bringing in a lot of toxicity into our life. And that can be really hard, as you know, for anyone that has tried or is currently in that. So have you been in a relationship with someone and the pain became more overwhelming than the good times? You hoped and waited for things to change over and over and maybe even years and years. That same tape kept playing in your head. We used to have so much fun together or we used to have so much love. He or she used to be so good to me. I used to matter. Now I don't, but I can't even imagine being alone. Or maybe someone you know is struggling with this, a child, a sibling, a parent, a friend. You see them continue the same behaviors of holding on to a person that is not giving back as much as would be in a healthy relationship. And you really wish you could stop it. But of course, we can't control anybody else. Sometimes we can really love someone and want them in our life. And as much as we try, try new things, try not to let behaviors bother us, try to take the high road, try to pretend we're happy. It comes to a point where we need to assess what's better, being alone or feeling alone, disempowered or even undervalued more often than not in a relationship. Some of the thoughts I've recognized in my history when I was in a relationship that was so unhealthy for me and some of the people that I work with. So some of those thoughts that might keep us in something longer than is healthy is we might think, I really am holding on to hope that things will go back to how they used to be. Or we are married to this person, or I share a home with this person, or I have kids with this person. It's so hard to untangle all of that. It's just easier to stay here. And oftentimes people believe that when they're married, that meant a lifetime. And it would be great if it would. It doesn't always, though. Another thing that gets in the way of getting into clarity is, what am I doing wrong? What's my part in this? I'm not doing the right things. Or we hang on to the one nice thing that that person did for us in a few weeks or in a month. And that becomes, see, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Another thought that gets in the way is it's going to kill me if I see him happy with someone else. Or he's going to change later and then it's going to be too late because I left him. And now he's really treating someone else so well. Another thought, I might never find anyone else and I don't want to be alone. You know, a woman I worked with years ago had a spouse. He was checked out for quite a while, several years, actually, like lots of several years. And the teenage kids were really not 
um, paid attention too much by him. He just wasn't into parenting and he really wasn't into growing the relationship. He complained about his wife and the lack of sex they had. He didn't even express any value for anything she did. He didn't invest in their relationship, just a lot of complaining. He thought bringing home the paycheck was enough and was supposed to take care of everything else. She felt very lonely. She didn't feel safe talking with her friends even because she did not want judgment. That's where she came and found me. My goal was to help her find her empowerment again because deep inside she knew this was more pain than goodness. But she was too afraid to leave. Those years caused her to feel so low about herself that she could not even imagine being strong enough to leave. And so she stayed for a long time. Just like a fixer-upper can be called a money pit with a house, so can a relationship. You know, it takes two people to have a loving, healthy relationship. It is a commitment. Think about that. It is a commitment. It's more than the day we got married. It's more than just hanging out in the same house. You made a commitment to love each other, to treat each other with respect, to treat each other as you did when you were dating. But when one person is no longer invested, everything changes. And that, you know, sometimes it's just a season. They're just having a hard time or their stress level's too high. But if it's more than a season, if it's more than a short time, and there's not healthy conversation around what is going on with the couplehood, what is going on underneath all of that for the other person, if both people are not willing to really work towards healthy solutions, then we know those illusions need to be brought out into the clearing. It's a tricky path to be on. This isn't easy. Because our thoughts and our emotions can get in the way of our reality, of course. And when we're stuck in a relationship, it is absolutely affecting other areas of your life. Think about that. It is too big not to. Even if this relates to your position in a company, if your boss treats you this way, it affects other areas of our life. It's not just romantic relationships. So if you're in a relationship where you feel undervalued, ask yourself honestly, what's the rest of my life look like? Am I happy? Am I going after life with gusto? Or is this really hurting my self-esteem? Is this kind of sucking the life out of me? So how do we begin to unravel those stories and live with the truth? So we can make the decision to stay or go based on the reality, not based on those hopes that you've been hoping for and nothing has been changing. These are tough decisions. This isn't an easy yes or no. But it's so important to be honest, honest with self. It's so important to be clear about How much do we value ourselves? So we can begin by realizing what it is we want. And maybe not focus so much on what we don't have, but first start to focus on what we want. Start to notice, start to read books about healthy relationships. There's many, many out there. And then start to think about what it is you want from your partner that you're not getting. What it is you want from that other person in this relationship that you're not getting. Are you doing those things for yourself versus just waiting for someone to do that for you? 
The more we start to do those things for ourselves, the more empowered we become. So if we're wanting to take time off and have our partner watch our kids or want our boss to give us time off, we need to ask. We need to say, hey, this is important to me. But not just wait. We want to be careful because the waiting slows everything else down in our life. It doesn't mean we go after everything without a clear head. Remember, I talked about this last week. Very important. We're in a year of manifestation. So we want to be careful about where we are headed and what we are trying to manifest. So when you're holding on to someone and it's just feeling so one-sided, be clear about what's keeping you there really. What's underneath that? And can you start giving those things to yourself that they're not giving you? Can you start to treat yourself better? That helps us become more clear and strengthens our self-esteem. And then as you're doing those things, as you're first realizing what it is you want and getting involved with healthy podcasts, healthy books, being more in line with living your own healthy life and giving yourself more in healthy ways instead of waiting for those things to come. And that does take really clear intention. Then we start to notice, is the pattern in our relationship changing? Is that person still behaving that same way? Or because I'm getting stronger, are things changing for the better? The stronger we get, the more we see the truth and the more we actually want different. Whether it's that person changes or we get strong enough to say this isn't working. A man I was working with a while ago had a spouse, they had young kids, and she was spending more time with her friends, including her male friends, than she was her husband and the young kids. And they separated because he knew he could not give any more. He was trying. He was trying to make it okay. He was letting her do what he, she wanted. He wasn't asking for much, which, of course, that in of itself is another red flag because we really do want to be asking for what we need and giving it to ourselves. So they separated, and after a few months, she really wanted back. She missed the family, and she asked if she could come back, and he cautiously agreed to let her back in. So within a few months, I think it was a few months, by his birthday, she moved back in, and instead of being with him and the kids on his birthday, she went and hung out with her friends. And then when her birthday came around, instead of celebrating her birthday with her husband, she had birthday party, but didn't invite her husband to go along. He stayed home and watched the kids. That for him was now the pain. And I tried again. I tried to open my heart with her. And now the pain became greater than the joy. He really felt like, wow, she does not value me at all. That was where he decided he was done. So we really want to be mindful of the truth. We really want to notice, is the pattern changing or not? Is that one time, once a month where that person is kind to me, is that enough? Is that enough? And we want to be careful are putting our happiness in someone else's lap, of course. Remember, going back to what I said before, we want to create a life for us and not leave it up to our partner or our boss to create our happiness. So there's two different things. It's the, we really want to create our happiness and 
we want to choose a partner that supports that. We want to be careful that we're not allowing ourselves to live in misery and be stuck and blaming someone else because we get to make our own choices. We do. Not always easy. Sometimes choices are so hard, but we do get to make them. Another way to really start to make the shift, imagine what advice you would have given your friends in a similar situation. We often wake up when we realize we would tell someone else, wow, this isn't working. Something really needs to change. And then we follow that advice we would give someone else. We walk the talk. Way easier to give advice than it is to follow it. However, we are more in line with our integrity. Our soul and our body are connected when we are walking the talk. And oftentimes people that I've worked with and or it was after this happened, the person that they wanted to leave but kept staying and staying and staying for hoping that person would change, that person ended up leaving them. So that does happen too. You wait all that time, wait and you're in misery and you don't feel like you're enough. And then that person leaves you. And not only now are you dealing with the heartbreak of someone leaving you, you're also dealing with the disillusion of the whole relationship. But sometimes, unfortunately, we need to get fired from a job, we need to be let go, or our spouse needs to leave, our partner needs to leave in order for us to really wake up. Sometimes the rug needs to be pulled out from under us. So we start living the truth. We don't have to wait, though. We don't have to wait that long. When we decide the time has come, as that young man did, It doesn't mean it'll be easy. Oftentimes doing the right thing takes more awareness and more perseverance. When I made the decision to file for divorce after 24 years of marriage, that was like 13 years ago already. It was not only a tough decision. We had four kids together. One of them was still in elementary school. I went back and forth in my mind very often, teeter-tottered between the truth and those old stories, the love and the fun that we had, and the way I felt so disconnected and undervalued. As you're supporting someone you love that is going through this, remember there will be ups and downs. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with that person you're walking this with. And there will be grief. This is not different than anyone that loses someone to death. It is really hard, especially when you're choosing to walk away or someone walked away from you. Our physical bodies grieve the loss, our mind, our heart, especially when we still love them. And then, of course, a little shock comes in. If that person that you tell I'm leaving and they don't come and chase you, they're okay with it. That hurts, too. So as we navigate this, just know there's many, many emotions. And what are some things that have helped me and helped others along the way? First, we want to let ourselves feel. We want to try to pretend it doesn't hurt. It does hurt. It hurts when we leave and it hurts when we're left. We want to be honest and let ourselves feel. We also, it's important to take time away where you can just be you. So if you're with the kids all the time, if you have a full-time job, take some moments Take some days, take at least a few hours to give yourself time to heal and time to feel. Also, connect with people that support the healthiest version of you. Connect with those people that want you to live a good and healthy life. Try not to stay too connected to those people that are going to be in misery with you or feel sorry for you or are not supporting you living your best life. 
the ones that complain and gossip. That's just going to make it worse. And then also, find new things to do. That involves you being present to what you like. Instead of waiting for the other person anymore, right? Because now we're not. Now we've made a decision in one way or another. We are going to do things that really bring us joy and pleasure. Like take an art class, join a sports team. Get involved with something that is something you enjoy and something new. Try something new. Second chakra needs that creativity. Try something new. And tell yourself the truth over and over and over again. Write it down. What do you want a relationship to look like? Hold that close to you and keep reminding yourself that you value yourself so much. And when we start having that relationship with ourself, our self-esteem goes up and the rest of our life changes for the better. There will be times when you're going to feel angry and bitter. You're going to go through those stages of grief. So you might want to look up some of the stages of grief. There's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. You'll go through all of that. That's normal, not just for when we have a death. But when you're feeling angry and bitter at that person, write it in a journal. Type it. Do something to get it out of your physical body. You know, I used to text one of my dearest friends and I pretended it was my ex-husband when I was so angry because I didn't want to slew that. I didn't want to give him that part of me. But my dearest girlfriend said, you texted to me, I'm, I'll know who it's for. That really helped me. It helped me release it from my chest. And I really encourage my clients to do that. The person that you really trust with your heart, give them those texts or the notes because now it's off of you. Then you can say everything you need to release or write it all in a journal or speak it into your room when you're all alone. But say it as much as you need to to get it off your chest and then try to do something good. Once you release it, now you want to fill that void with something good. So turn on good music and dance or create something artistic or go for a run or take a walk, but fill it with something good. Another way is keep listening and keep reading healthy ways to live. Keep doing things that support your decision to live a healthy life, to keep you on track to heal in really authentic but life-supporting ways. Otherwise, we get back caught in that illusion. We get caught back in those old stories. It's so important to look at what that story is that you're telling ourselves, all of us. What's underneath that? Why am I going back to that old story? Why am I missing this person? Is it the person or is it just missing having someone in my life? Go into the truth. If we really look at that, now we can uncover what we need to do to fill the hole. And then when you start dating again or start entering even a new job, navigating those new relationships, be careful because we sometimes hit more road bumps until we're really ready to be treated well. We're so used to being treated in a undervalued way that it takes a while to build the self-esteem and bring in someone, allow someone to come in and really value that they're treating us well, that we are good enough to have a healthy love. 
So we want to let go of the old ones. We want to let go of the illusion and really understand that we do have and can have a great life if we treat ourselves well, of course. Working through the bumps takes time, just like learning anything takes time. So give yourself the time. A lot of clients will say, if I release this, is there a great person coming? Yeah, maybe, but it's going to take a bit because first you have to value yourself enough to know I don't have to rush into the next thing. I get to take my time and understand what I want and how people treat me. Just like taking a car out for the first time, you know, your driver's training that takes time to learn and to feel comfortable. Same thing with your value system. When you have been undervalued for a while, it takes a while to build your value back up and it takes a while to really accept being treated well by other people. But it's worth it. And remember, when we begin and we let someone go or a job go and we find our strength again, our self-esteem will go up. That is guaranteed. The better we treat ourselves in healthy ways, the better we feel about ourselves. With intention and mindfulness, your self-esteem can increase tenfold. And then you start taking more risks and living a life you love. I want to end with a Buddhist prayer that I said, I've said this for years, I have it on my refrigerator. I learned it years ago to release some old pain. If anyone has hurt or harmed me, knowingly or unknowingly, in thought, word, or deed, I freely forgive them. And I ask to forgiveness if I have hurt anyone or harmed anyone, knowingly or unknowingly, in thought, word, or deed. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be free. May my friends be happy. May my friends be peaceful. May my friends be free. May my enemies be happy. May my enemies be peaceful. May my enemies be free. May all things be happy. May all things be peaceful. And may all things be free. The healthier we become and the better we treat ourselves, the easier it is to share that goodness with others. We're setting healthy boundaries with this work, and it takes time and consciousness. I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope you breathe, inhale, fill those lungs with beauty, exhale, let go, move into a life you love. 2024 is a great time to manifest goodness. But remember, it takes intention and it takes walking the talk. Have a beautiful week, and I really look forward to seeing you next time.